Hello and welcome to the Honest Property Investment Podcast. My name is Natasha Collins and I am the host of this podcast. I'm also the founder of NC Real Estate, which includes its members club for landlords and property investors to come and build mixed use and commercial property portfolios that completely align with their goals. If you want to find out more about that, head on over to ncrealestate.co.uk. How have you been? I hope you've had a really good couple of weeks. This week I thought I'd do something a little bit differently. In the members club, every other week, we do a deal analysis masterclass. And in that deal analysis masterclass, we get all of my team of surveyors together. So there's six of us. And we go through deals that are proposed from either clients within the members club or deals that we've found and we analyze them. And then we bring our research to the deal analysis masterclass and we compare for our members so that they can see what's going on. They can get five different surveyors, expert opinions on it. And from there, then we all make a decision whether we would buy the property or not, or what price we would offer at really, and why the deal would work for us and why it wouldn't. Sometimes we get a unanimous decision that all surveyors in the members club would buy the property, looks like a really good deal, fantastic. And other times we're really divided on deals. So what I thought I would bring today to the podcast was the research that I do on these deals for the Deal Analysis Masterclass so that you can start to get a feel of how this process works. Because if you are looking for commercial or mixed use property, you would need to go through the same due diligence process that I'm about to go through. And here's the thing, I can do my due diligence and that be absolutely fine. And then I talk to my colleagues and they could notice something else as well, which is also really important. It's the peer review process that we do in-house. So we use Trello to look at property deals. And on Trello, how we set it out is we have a card for each of the deals. In that card, we put a description of the property, whether the property is still on the market, which we would hope it is if we're presenting it in a deal analysis masterclass. All the deals we present on the deal analysis masterclass are live deals because then we offer them out to our members. Underneath that, we put a link to the brochure. Then there is a deal analysis file, which one of my team members uploads. So they do the basic deal analysis to start off with, and I'll go through that in a second. Then we have a look at the comparables. So the sale comps, the lease comps, the pictures of the properties, we have a good look through that and as much information as we possibly can. And the reason being is then I can formulate my idea. The whole point is that we don't talk about this beforehand. We look at the deal, but we don't talk about it until we get live on the call. So I want to bring you on my preparation process. So. The first one that I'm looking for, and we always do two deals a session, is we're looking at a property in Richmond, North Yorkshire. This is a mixed retail and office investment. It also says conversion for sale on the brochure. So that's already given me alarm bells. <laughs> Why is it giving me alarm bells? Because I always think that agents overprice things. 
that have conversion in that subject title. I'm already thinking, have they priced this property right? Yes or no. The summary of the investment is that it's a mixed use short-term investment with potential for conversion to residential or holiday lets, subject to planning. So again, that red flag of mine, uh, thinking that they've probably overpriced it. Independent access to charming first floor offices. That's a good thing in my mind because it means that there is a separate access to the upstairs so you can separate it off. Attractive stone period building. Okay. Ground floor shop and offices currently producing £26,400 per annum exclusive. So that's quite a big thing that I want to know already. So we've got 26400 coming in and they want offers in excess of £295,000. Interesting. So that's a net initial yield of 8.68%. Okay. My initial thoughts, just as a surveyor looking at this, are that I think that yield hmm, may be a little low. I was probably expecting somewhere between 9, 9.5, maybe 10, but let's keep going. So this is in Richmond, North Yorkshire. Do I know anything about Richmond, North Yorkshire? Hmm. No. And you're going to hear me typing because I'm doing the research at the same time, ready for uh, the call. Looks very pretty. Up by the Yorkshire Dales National Park, right on kind of an entrance. Very sweet, on the A1 corridor. The A1 all the way up to Darlington. Okay, fine. Um, do, let me do a bit of a bit of Google street viewing just to see what it is that we're dealing with. Very pretty market town by the looks of it. I always Google street view and I think everybody should Google Street View. It's one of the very first things that you do. Go and see what this property looks like. Even if you're not nearby, I think that's one of the big things that you can do. Street View, let's see what's there. So this one's just off a roundabout. If it's on a roundabout, I'm slightly more hesitant because there's no stopping. So cars couldn't stop. There's no pull-in or parking. So you're really relying on footfall. I mean, the positive side of that as well is that it's very well seen on roundabouts. But again, I don't know about you, but for me, every time I drive past a roundabout, I look at shops very quickly. I'm like, oof, must remember to come back here. Long and short of it is I never do. Okay, so this is on a high street. There is a pull-in outside this unit. So for loading and unloading, which is great. Fantastic. Uh, there is an opticians, a William Hill, a guest house, an estate agent, and then a really pretty market square. Yeah, so already it's caught my attention. Yeah, it's probably a touristy town. There's a mountain warehouse, pie shop, fantastic, Yorkshire Building Society, Greg's, delicious, Boots. Okay, so quite a busy town, town centre parking. A market town though, I'm not saying that this is the busiest place you're ever going to go to. Right, okay, so I like the area. It looks like it's got some quirks. Do I think that it's uh, lettable at the moment? I'm not sure. I haven't done that. Okay, we have got a shop which is let to a tenant. Let's have a look at this tenant. Who is the tenant? What do they do? They are an art gallery. Okay, it looks like 
that this is let to just an individual. Mackenzie Thorpe is the individual, that's his name. There's not going to be any limited company accounts. We would need to see his tax returns to see how stable he is. And then the upper parts, which is offices, is let to an insurance broker. Independent insurance broker. Okay. Looks like they've got four people on their team. Great. I then want to Google this tenant to see what it says on company's house. Okay, so we can see their 2021 accounts. Let's see what it says. Okay, so in 2021, they had earnings of £378,705. Which is fine. You know, absolutely fine. Let's have a look at what their rental income is. Just remind myself of that one. Okay, so they're paying 7,600 per annum, so they can more than cover that with their earnings for the year, so I wouldn't be too worried about them defaulting. They have a six-year effective for repairing and insuring lease. That means that they have responsibilities to pay for the maintenance of building via service charge. Tick, we like that. From August 2017, expiring in July 2023. Great. Okay, so there's a year left on this lease. One of the big red flags for me there is that there's not that much of a term left. Lenders don't like it. They're going to look at that with their vacant possession value. So some discount has to be given for that. Um, and going back to the ground floor shop unit, that's a short term lease for two to three months from April 2022, contracted outside of the landlord and tenant 1954 at provisions. They don't have security of tenure and they're paying... £18,800 per annum. So what we've got here is two leases that really aren't secure and that would be red flags for me and going back to that 8.68% net initial yield based upon the research that I've just done, very simply, I would now expect to be paying nearer a 10% yield just because there's no security in these leases whatsoever which makes them more risky. Then my first thought around this property would be immediately I'd buy it, I'd go in there, I'd renegotiate the leases for a longer term. That would probably drop the yields down to around 8% if we could keep it on the same lease. So that would mean that 26,400 times, times by an 8% yield equals 330,000. So that would potentially be the end value if I could get them onto five-year leases. And I'm just kind of, I'm experimenting at the moment. I haven't had a look at anything else, nothing else. Then I would want to buy at a 10% yield. So that would mean I'd want to buy it around £260,000. So their offers in excess of 295 isn't for me to start off with. So that's the very, very, very first thing that I look at whenever I'm doing this. I have a look at the security of the tenants and I have a look at the rent security and I, I kind of do a little bit of an initial analysis. So already I know roughly where I'd want to be offering and where I'd want the price to be accepted. And so now I want to have a look at sale comps. What else is sold in the local area? So 
we have got a couple of sales a couple doors down sold in 2020 hasn't got sale price on it so let me have a look let me see what else i can find uh, i use costar to look at my transactions and see what else has happened in the local area so i'm just kind of having a look and i use the postcode to find things that have happened close by so this is a dr10 postcode so not much has sold one nearby just around the corner sold in november 2020 for a 7.27 percent net initial yield um after being on the market for 544 days so crikey that's almost two years it eventually sold at auction but that's 7.27 percent net initial yields really low considering how long it's been on the market for which makes me wonder a bit how it sold so the asking price when it went to auction was four hundred and twenty-five thousand pounds and the sale price was four hundred and forty thousand pounds but it had been on the market for two years why oh okay so the reason that happened it's let to the co-op funeral services who are a fantastic tenant and they had eight years left on the lease left to run and the rent was thirty three thousand four hundred pounds so to get that for eight years really strong covenant yeah okay i can see why someone paid four hundred forty thousand pounds for that fine okay so that is the closest comparable i don't think the subject property that we're looking at is as good because of those short-term leases so with that in mind still i'd want to be purchasing at around that ten percent and i think it would be reasonable to say that if we did get those five years then um, potentially we could bring those yields down to 8%. I'd be really interesting to see what my colleagues say on the call, um, especially because both those leases are for repairing and insuring. And that means that whoever invests in this property doesn't have to pay for anything. They could do them on delaps. Okay, right. Fabulous. So I've kind of got an idea of value, kind of got an idea of demand. It's amazing that that property sat on the market for two years. Someone should have snapped it up, but I guess, guess not. Co-op funeral care, fantastic tenant. If you had eight years on that and you were only paying 7.5% for that property, seems like a little bit of a no-brainer. I like it. Okay, so now I'm having a look at lease comps. What's going on? Um, has anything let? So there's been nothing let in the local area since 2020. Interestingly enough, it was that co-op funeral care that's the most recent transaction. They took an assignment. Hmm, interesting. There's not really much else going. Okay, so I haven't really got any lease comps. So what I'm going to assume at the moment, I mean, again, I use CoStar to find lease comps and see what's happened. So what I'm assuming is that there's not much come to market or there's not been that much happening. Okay. So then I will have a look at leases and comps and see if there's anything to let. Okay, so there's, there's how many properties? Three properties to let. Savers are coming out, which is an indicator that they might not be getting the business that they want there. 
and Yorkshire Bank are coming out, which isn't a surprise. And so there's some offices available, seven to eight pound per square foot. Okay. Hopefully you're following me and what I'm I'm doing. I've now looked at leasing comps, any spaces to let to see if there's any competition or how much take up is. And I've looked at sales comps as well, just to see, you know, what's going on there. So from there on out, so one of the things that I've asked for is a lease. I've got a lease here actually for both units. So my job is to go through there and just make sure that all of the, the terms are the same. On this podcast, I don't have enough time to go through a lease with you because it's going to take me the next couple of hours to go through that. But I've just scrolled through the lease. And for the first time in a lease in a long time that I've seen, which is incredible, got floor plans with square footage on it. How organised. Well done to the surveyor that did that. So the office is 1,068 square foot times seven would make the rent 8,176 if we did it times eight. 1,168 times eight. One. One six eight times eight eight pound per square foot nine thousand three hundred and forty four. So the current rent on that is seven thousand six hundred per annum. Maybe, maybe what we might be able to do is increase the rent on the offices to nine thousand pounds per annum, which would make a massive difference, ish. You know, that's up by 1400 a year. And we definitely know the tenant can afford it. If you remember, we went back and had a look through our, their accounts. The 18800 per annum on the ground floor shop, seeing as that's only just been agreed, I would suggest that that's market rent because that was only last month. So I'm going to assume that is the right rent. I can't see any other retail on the market in the area. I haven't got any retail comps. How frustrating. This would be the retail comps. Okay, so now what I'm going to do is a bit of a, a deal analysis. Okay, so we definitely, I've already come to the conclusion I'd be buying it around 10%. There is no security in this lease, What these leases whatsoever at the moment. So I reckon I'd have to purchase at £264,000. Now, if I could renew both of those leases for five years, I'd be getting that down to an 8 percent we know that we could potentially increase the rent on the offices to nine thousand pounds per annum from seven thousand six hundred so let's have a look at what happens if we put the new rent in on that little deal analysis okay so that means that we'd be getting twenty seven thousand eight hundred per annum at, sorry at eight percent that brings the value up to three hundred forty seven thousand five hundred potentially that could be valued at around £350,000 because they tend to round it up, you know, to the nearest 10 when they're valuing. Okay, fabulous, right? So next up, let's have a look at stats in the area. Yeah, market yield, um, when we look at all transactions, across all sales in the local area market yield is at about 7.8 percent so i was right with my eight percent i'm now looking at um data analysis for the local area 
uh, market sale price, £99 uh, per square foot. That's down 3.5% this month. Market rent is £11.59, which is down by 3.3% this month. It's not really an indicator of anything, to be honest, that market rent, because it's an aggregate of retail, office and industrial. Vacancy rate in the area is 20.5%. So that's quite high. And there's inventory of 8,800 square feet. So there is a lot of inventory available. Hmm, you guys, here's what I would do. Let me go in on this because I think I've been analysing this now for a little bit of time and I just want to make a call of what I'm going to be arguing tomorrow. Now, I haven't looked into the area in much detail. That would be something else that I'd want to do. I'd want to know who's coming, who's visiting it. It looks like it's a touristy town. So from that point of view, we know that we're going to get uh, more people visiting in the summer than we're going to get visiting in the winter. Fine. Again, I'm not paying anything more than... Uh, 264,000 for this. Actually, before I purchased the property, I'd go and have a look. I would go there, or if I personally couldn't go there, I would send one of my colleagues to go and have a look for me, speak to the tenants, see if they wanted to renew the lease for longer. Chances are these tenants are only on short-term leases because the agent thinks that you can transfer, convert to residential, and I don't care about doing that in the slightest. It's not for me. Um, so purchase at 264,000, you'd have 2,200 pounds coming in per month. If you put 30% down, your mortgage that you'd be paying on a monthly basis would probably be around 925 pounds a month. Your management, if you outsource that, would be 220, although would you need to outsource management? I personally wouldn't because it's for repairing and insuring. There wouldn't be anything to do other than collect a rent. The tenants are responsible for everything else. So I'm going to put that at zero, but, you know, do what you need to do. You have no insurance to pay for. So you'd be making a net profit of £1,256 per month, which would be a net yield of 5.71%, which is quite nice. Um, and then if we renegotiated up those leases for five years, I think you could probably get the mortgage down a little bit, you know, you could still loan at 70% loan to value. So you'd be now borrowing 245,000 on a value of 350. Monthly interest payments at 5.5% would be £1,123 a month. Still no management. So you'd be making £1,173.75 per month. So a net yield of 4.02. But you could potentially cash out £57,000 from that simply by renewing the leases. So actually, the funds left in the deal, if you were to refinance, would be 29803 Return on investment post-refinance, 47.26%. Pretty good. Here's what I've left out, because I noticed that I'm obviously... Well, it depends how you want to do it. You could buy it and hold it for two years and then remortgage in two years' time and the value would have gone up. If you want to get out your money immediately, which I would say it's still going to have to bridge for 
12 months if you wanted to do that just based upon the amount of time it takes to negotiate on these leases which is why i go for the two-year thing but you could do it on short-term finance for 12 months and that 12 months renegotiate with the tenants extend the lease get the money back out now what i haven't done is i haven't looked at the value of uh, residential that's really not for me we do have residential spare in the in the members club who i know will come at it from that angle so i'm not going to bring that to the table he will bring that to the table tomorrow um, and then we also have experts who are going to have a look at it based upon the location so one of our surveyors is very into looking at the area so she'll bring um, the area analysis and i've got other surveyors who look at it um, on different angles and also a financial expert who will look into the back of these companies as well and make sure that they are worth keeping on as tenants. So this is what we do. This is what I do. I've got another deal to go through, which I'm not going to go through right now. I'm gonna go and uh, do that separately. But I wanted to share this with you because this is how I analyze deals. I go through it. I have a look at everything. I'm gonna read the leases, although having to skim through, the leases seem pretty standard. There doesn't seem to be any service charge caps or anything, which is fantastic. They are outside the at leases, which means the tenants don't have any security at the end, so we can just terminate the lease. Um, so that's a really good negotiating part because what I could do is I could go in there and say, well, if you don't agree to my new lease terms, you can leave if you want to because you have no security. So we want you out on the last day of the lease. That backs that tenant into a corner that says, oh, actually, I might renegotiate with you. So we've got all of these things that, that we can do. Essentially, my favorite thing is lease strategy. That's what I love. That's what I love about this deal. I've got so many opportunities here. Um, so just as a basic, go in there and extend the leases. I mean, what, you've made 86,000 on it. You know, if you can get it at 264, it's not quite so good if you get it at 295, but you know, you still made 55,000 on it again, just by, extending the leases and just as a little bit of a thought of how much that's going to cost the uh, lease renewals probably would cost four or five grand a piece if it's really difficult otherwise probably around three thousand pounds so you know estimate that you're going to put about seven thousand pounds into the lease renewals and you'll have made you know fifty five thousand pounds as a minimum so that works out right so there we have it that's a bit of a deal analysis for our deal analysis masterclass. i hope that's been useful now you have got the opportunity to have one guest pass to our deal analysis masterclass so that you can try out the members club. You can't keep coming back. Um, it's a one time only offer, but you can come and see what's going on. I will put the link below if you want to claim yours and come and see what goes on in the members club. We would love to have you. I hope this has been a really useful podcast. Thank you for listening to me today. I cannot wait to catch up with you again soon.